so welcome back to the Talks Night podcast. We're joined by a familiar face, Liam Hillier, our sports first. How are you doing, man? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm spot on, I'm spot on. So we're here to talk about a recent song which you released with Warrington Music. It's for a good cause. You may have seen it's been circulating online. Viola Beach Tribute, Swings and Water Slides. So how, was, um, how did that all come about? Um, so for myself, I was... Um... I obviously with the Warrington music scene and where have you, um, they, he, Lee Harmon runs a, like a radio show called Wham Exposure, which for around this area is like a massive bit of uh, publicity. If you, if you get onto that, then it, it kind of gets your name up around there. Um, and Lee meant, messaged me on Facebook a few weeks ago and said, um, I've got a job for you. And I was like, what is it? And he was like, well, I'm not too sure just yet. I'm not, I don't know if I can tell you all the details just yet, but it's something to do with Viola Beach. I was like, right, okay. I was like, yeah, not a problem. I said, I'll be honest, they jump on it late. And then he messaged me a few days later and was like, um, we're doing this cover. It's going to have like a few people on it. Um, is it. There's like Jessica Louise, Jamie from the K's, um, like loads of different people, Lucy Bell, all these people which are around this area are quite big names. And I was like, yeah, straight away. Like, um, I had to jump on it. Um, and then we because of obviously the COVID restrictions which are in place and stuff, we all couldn't go into a studio and do the songs. We all had to sit at home, record it our own way and then send it in. Uh, and then Cal Bate, who obviously worked with um, Viola Beach, who um, has worked with Blossoms and stuff as well. He mastered the whole track, mixed it all together. And I'll be honest with you, it's such a good job, which he's done. Um, but yeah, we, we all sent the videos in, jumped on with the stuff. And it's just been a, it's been a mad few days, to be honest. But... I, I, on a personal perspective, didn't actually know Viola Beach. Um, I knew of them, but I wasn't. I was only eighteen when obviously the tragedy happened, and um, around this area in particular, we got hit quite a lot by it because we knew um, the, the people who were in this, the same kind of groups of um, like music and stuff. It was a big hit home for us because we realised they were just trying to do what we were doing. Mm. But obviously, they were a lot higher up. Things of supporting the Cortinas and that kind of stuff, and being tipped to be some of the biggest uh, headliners in the like some of the festivals and stuff. And um, I I didn't know them, but I remember as soon as it all happened, um, how how well the community around here kind of reacted to you know supporting them and, and getting on well. And um, it was uh, it was quite surreal at the time um, because as I've said on the, the the news and stuff the other day when we were on that was. Um, in the um, the, the, I wouldn't really say it was more so us as a band at the time, like my band at the time. It was more so the uh, my parents and stuff who realised that we were trying to go down that thing and it could happen at any point. And it was a, uh, it was, it was, it was really surreal at the time. Um, I remember going to Leeds Festival in two thousand and sixteen as well. Um, and I remember standing just before I think. I'm trying to think who come on. It might have been Biffy Clyro. I don't think it was. Um, but they played them like a huge tribute to Viola Beach on the screen across the thing. And I just remember, I mean, it was just the emotions of everything just around that time was just crazy. And to see everyone in the field of Viola, they, they should have been playing there. They should have been, you know, just being on that main stage and headlining. Well, not headlining, but you know, they, they were going that way to do it. But um, yeah, it was just it was just a surreal moment. Um and to, to be honoured, it's, it's an honour to be on that, that song, you know, to, to get an opportunity to get on there and play with the lads. And, um, you know, it just, it kind of takes your breath away. I was, I was saying um, to a few people the other day when we were in our little group chat was just how, how 
I didn't know them, but when I was listening to stories from other people about them, it was like, wow, like what a group of lads and what a band they were going to be. Um, it's because, I, as I said, from a personal perspective, it wasn't mine, but listening to other people's stories, it was just like, wow, these people must must have been something special. And um, yeah, when, when Lee messaged me a few weeks ago and said jump on it, it just uh, it was actually a no brainer to do it. And all, as I said, all proceeds are going to, to charities which are being picked up by the, the families of the uh, the band who personally picked out which ones. Um, and there is a foundation around there called River Reeves Foundation, which is obviously a member of the band. Um, and yeah, a lot of it's going towards that. They've helped fund the like the project in a way as well, and they do massive things around here as well for you know for the local music scene. So, um, yeah, I think when I speak on behalf of all who have been involved in the song, is just how how well it's actually been received. And um, obviously, there's been a it's it's hard for everyone. Um, it's everyone deals with it in their own ways, and obviously, people who are a lot closer to it, we've had to get a lot of obviously. Um, we had to to make sure that everyone is okay with it and uh we have so it's it's been um yeah it's been an emotional few days to be fair it's all, it's all just been a bit of a blur if i'm honest just since songs come out um and there's been a lot of coverage like itv jamie was on there the other day i was on bbc uh there's been on bbc radio x it's been on excess manchester and stuff and like um just everyone's just been taken away by it and it just uh, it, it's been amazing to be honest with you it really has yeah, I am. Um, when I was growing up, I grew up same area as you, I suppose, and we'd heard of Viola Beach because Swings and Watersides was massive, to be fair, yeah. when it came about and uh, they were getting traction. I remember where I was when the news started filtering in that they'd passed away because I was at my friend's house at the time. I was like, shit, you know, it's such a young band, such a yeah. young age, you, you know, and it was like, you, it was, you couldn't believe it, could you? It just didn't. It didn't seem real for a time. To be fair, we um, we I mean, I, I at the time I was um, I was doing my driving lessons at that at that moment in time, and I remember um, I was in the, the like my my test uh, sorry, what my test with my driving instructor in the car, and he was like a he's been a musician for the last thirty years, but he just was local and stuff, and he told me that he'd been over to like different countries and played stuff and what have you, and um. I can just remember having the conversation in the car, and that that when I think back to that moment, that's all I can think about. Just the whole the whole hour of my, like driving lesson was just us just speaking about like like how it how crazy everything just was at that moment in time, and how um how it it kind of hits home when you're a musician as well. Is how how easy I don't want to say how easy it can happen. It's, it's that's not the right words, but um how you just got to take every moment. As it is as a musician, um, to get on the road, so lads was just following the dreams, and obviously it just the worst thing that could have happened did, and um, yeah, it was just at the time it was it was a uh, it was hard to say for everyone, and I think everyone in this area in particular would just um, it was just all a blur. If I'm honest with you, it was it was crazy. Yeah, because I mean, five years it doesn't seem like five years at all. It feels like yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was really flown by, and it's such a shame uh, that they did go. And I suppose for you, recording one of their songs was it quite an emotional experience? Yeah, I um, I've um, so we we got like a mastered backing track through, and was like just use this as guidance. Um, 
but it had the vocals on it. And I found that the one of the strangest thing was how we had, like the guideline was them. Mm. And uh, as soon as I was, I was saying a few days ago on the on the, on the news and stuff was, um, it just didn't. I couldn't get my words out in the first two or three takes. I was trying to to sing it and stuff, but it wasn't. I wouldn't say it was going too much. It was just kind of stopping me at the same time. I was just trying to sing it, but I was like, right, okay, so go, hey, later, let's go back again, try it again, try it again. And after about four or five takes, I, I'd, I'd done it, I'd done it, and it, it was great. But um, yeah, it just it just felt surreal. It was just kind of sending shivers like everywhere on my body, not just down my spine. I just didn't, I couldn't react to it, you know, in a way and. Um, as I said, it was just an honor for everyone to be involved. And as I said, I think I speak on behalf of everyone that it's it's not about us. It's it's never been about us. This it's always been about trying to keep the leg- legacy of Viola Beach going, uh, and to, to keep everyone who was affected or everyone who was uh, who knows lads or and anyone who doesn't even know that the band and is trying to get is realizing how great they were now because of the song which we've done. Um, that's all we're intending to do is just keep. The legacy of, of a great band from around this area um who if i'm honest with you around this area i think the last greatest band was probably the beatles if I'm honest, in that sense yeah. and um we're, we're probably we're just hoping that they can they can they their legacy can stay on forever and that, that's the intention behind it you know so yeah do you know you were saying about how like you couldn't get your uh, your first few words out if you guys because you were like emotional whatever did you feel sort of pressure because like you wanted to live up to the heights of it? Yeah and no. Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't say so much pressure, but I kind of felt like I had an enormous um, kind of shoes to fill, if that makes sense. Um, I'd done like a full take and I knew the whole take wasn't going to be uh, used because obviously there was different bits from everyone and it was like... Uh, like uh, Nathan from the Aligners and Jessica was on there and um, like Jamie and Lucy and uh, like all these people were just singing. I didn't know where my bit was going to go in. Yeah. That was the weirdest bit. And I've never, never really done anything in that sense. All like all my songs are just me singing all the way through. Um, and it's me editing certain bits, but in that I had to make sure everything, every line, every single thing was perfect because I didn't know which bit was going to be used. Um, and I had to like throw, I've just kept going over certain bits and saying that doesn't sound good. Let me just edit that and try this. And um, whereas in my own songs, I can kind of get away with it a little bit more. But in this, I wanted it to be the best. So when it did come in, it did it did sound um, it sounded as it should be. Um, so yeah, it was it was a it was, I wouldn't say pressure so much, but probably just a big big kind of shoes to, to fill. Um, and. Yeah, I think I think listening back to it, I don't think it could have been any better. I think Cal got every line right. Um, so who should be singing at each bit? Um, I was actually yesterday. I was listening side by side to refer to the two songs, and I think it does it does represent what is going on on their version and what it is in ours. It's not like it's it's been changed or anything. It's just there's different people singing over it, and that's the way I can hear it. Is um, it's probably in a way probably one of the best covers we could have done. Um. And I don't think we changed it too much in that respect. We just we just did it as the lads would have wanted us to do it, you know. So yeah, when I was listening to it, I was, I was just thinking like, bloody hell, this is this is good, you know, yeah. it's a good cause as well. But like the way it was all put together, it was it was creative and it really did like sort of keep the legacy alive. Because I mean, I don't I know they would have got some publicity, but without that, I 
can't imagine the amount of publicity Viola Beach got over the weekend would have been as much because obviously they've yeah. been spoken about on the news and stuff. And yeah, it was just quite touching that the legacy is carrying on. So, uh, I mean, yeah. huge well done to you and uh, to everyone else who was involved, definitely. Yeah. And I think as a, as a whole, it's just as long as we've had so much great praise from the family of the band as well. And um, I think that that was one of the weirdest things was um, we were doing the interview the other day in the, for, the, uh, for the BBC. And I don't know if you watched it, but it had, um, it had one of the family members at the end, uh, it was River Reeves' dad. And um, it was just be, to be involved on the same thing as that was just kind of surreal at the same time. Like they, they're speaking about Coldplay, they're speaking about um, like the tributes which are thrown in from them and stuff. And just as I said here, it's not about us, it's just about them and how we can help to. To, to raise money, to raise awareness, to, to keep their legacy going. And that, that's the whole intention behind it, pal. It really is. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Where, where did you see them going? You know, just... Um... I, don't, I, I don't even think they're the limit, if I'm honest with you. Um, I, I was listening... To, I mean, over this weekend, it's, it's just been kind of a, a kind of all over the place in regards to music and stuff and um, being a bit overwhelmed with how well it's gone. But I actually was driving home from work yesterday and I put the, the, the like all their music on in my car and I was just listening to each song and every song was different. And um, it, it obviously sounds the same in a way, but it, it's a very, it's not very, if you, it, they're all different kind of, kind of criteria, different kind of genres in a way. And I think they, they weren't limited to, to what they were doing. Um, it was, they could have, they could have wrote like an 80s dance pop album. They could have wrote like um, they could have wrote like an indie tune. They could have wrote like a, a rock tune, like a, a big big rock tune. You know, it just um, they they weren't limited, and I think that was what was going in their favour was was how versatile they were. You know, to, to do it. So um, yeah, I, I I wouldn't even want to say where they were going. I think they were definitely going on to, to be on the, the premier stage at Glastonbury, if not headlining down the line. But um, it just it's, it's it's surreal it is really surreal to think that they could have done that but obviously they're not able to do that now so yeah because they weren't just your generic indie band where they? they had a whole different yeah. music exactly yeah. yeah the uh the thing that gets me is also that the album which got released wasn't completely finished was it no it was um it was just to, to put it out there so people knew the names more than anything um as I said, Swings and Water Slides was the first single, and I think that was kind of the stepping stone for the next level of greatness. It was kind of, that's it, and now it was just straight up to there. Um, so, yeah, ultimately, I think even if you listen back, I don't even think you would, would even think it wasn't finished. I was listening back to it, and I still thought the quality of it is great. Um, but, yeah, I think there would have been a lot more kind of, a lot more to, to do with it, obviously, if everything, if everything was right. Yeah. You know? Right, well, you can find the link for Swings and Water Size by is it? It's just Warrington Music, isn't it? Warrington Music, yeah. So it's uh, it's on the Warrington Music. Yeah, you can find that below. Make sure you stream it. It's for a good cause. And uh, now, Liam, I'd like to talk to you about your own music. What's coming up? Yeah. So we've got um, I've just finished my my next single, um, which is going to be out in due course. I'm not releasing any dates just yet, but within the next two weeks, I'll be making an announcement of when that's going to be. Um, it's going to be, um, it's quite a different song, but I think it's probably one of the best songs I've wrote so far. And I think if Boris Johnson allows us to go out or if allows us to, to get back to some kind of normality, I think it's going to be relevant to that as well. And people will be able to relate to, to, to getting out into to, to 
like a nightlife kind of thing or to, to be able to communicate with other people um is one thing but yeah um yeah it's i mean it's it's been going well for the last year um we've managed to get four or five singles out now um a few covers in there as well and we, we've uh I'm surprised how well it's gone, if I'm honest. I just did it for a bit of fun during the first lockdown because I was bored. Yeah. Um, and I managed to, to catch a bit of traction, as I said to you before. Um, we was in a band beforehand and they, um, I had loads of songs with them, but we fell into like a bit of a, a pub scene, a wedding band kind of stuff. And um, I ended up just taking all the songs which I'd wrote with them, taking them to my own thing and just, and just working on them and working on them. And, um, I mean, it started off really with the single list town, and that was uh, that got a huge reception around there, which was which was amazing on my end. Um, obviously, it was wrote about being from Witness and what it's like to be from Witness, and um, yeah, it, it kind of hit home a little bit when when that came out, and everyone realised like, oh, there's this this lad called Liam, and I was going out, and people were going, oh, I went to a pub like the day after it came out because we were allowed out at that point, um, and. Um, I was like, what, in the pub? And they were like, I've heard that new tune, Liam. I knew that. I've heard that. It's great. It's great. And I was like, oh, right. Okay, nice one. And then um, down the line, we um, released some more tunes. The Marquee come out, which was a little bit different. Um, and then we had Get Rid, which is like circa 12,000 streams on uh, Spotify now, which has gone, which just blew up, to be honest with you. I've had, again, great reception from that. Um, there's a great radio play all over the UK for that one as well. Um and then Ballad of Me and Lee come out last year. Um, if I'm honest, if you're thinking back on that, I probably would have pushed that a little bit further down the line because I think it released it a little bit too close to Christmas because it got about three weeks of great plays and then everyone went from that to Fairy Tale in New York. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a bit mad. Um, but it, it is what it is. Said we, we live and learn, don't we? Um, but yeah, this new tune, um, it's going to be out in March at some point. Um, I'm just trying to get the, the like, confirmation effort now just to make sure um, I've got obviously the time to, to release it at that point and make sure I've got the, the, the kind of dedication to do it as well so nothing else is going to get in the way so yeah um, it'll be out next month but I'm just hoping to get gigging if I'm honest with you pal I think that's the, the issue um, we had three gigs last year I think it was three um, three proper gigs I've done like two or three pub gigs on the side but um, yeah we've we done a sold out show in Manchester um, which was like a 40, uh, 40 capacity uh, venue because obviously it was COVID restrictions but it was it was great um, we've done um, one at the Snigger Witness as well which is quite a big like kind of place around here with uh, some great brands uh, Filthy Tricks from around here and um, again Jessica Louise was on that and a few other people Abby Rose Kelly um, which was like a great which was a great, great gig to be honest with you Um and then played a little bit down the line with Laurie Wright as well. Um, in again at the Snake, they were three gigs I managed to do last year. I've had about three emails so far to tell me that gigs which I've had booked this year have been postponed already, um, which were like November time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is one of the weirdest things is to think that people are thinking this far into the future. Um, so yeah, um, as I said, just hoping that I might be able to get up on the road and do some kind of some form of gigging. Mm. Um, but we'll, we'll see where we go from there. But yeah, as I said I've done I've done the music side of things now. It's just getting the name out there a bit more, and it it is hard. I think speaking behalf of every musician, it is harder when you're not allowed to tour and you're not allowed to, to get on the uh, the road with with uh, your band and go and do what you do. Um, to to kind of build traction as well because the publicity isn't really there as well. You you, you can get as much as you want from um. Just put this in this is another thing as well to put it into perspective. Um, 
the, the amount of money which I've earned from playing music is the same amount of money as what I would have done for playing two pub gigs. Mm. Maybe just a bit less than playing two pub gigs. And that's that's an hour and 40 minutes, 30 minutes, which I would do. Um, that That's kind of the level which I'm I'm seeing it at the minute. It's it's crazy to think how bad the royalties and um, how bad Spotify play and stuff. And it's just, um, it's mad. So just, I think that's the issue is I've been speaking to a few musicians as well who've been in the same same like boat as me, is we can't get on the road, we can't tour, so there's no money. No. And, uh, it, it's hard and I feel like people need to, to get the... Uh, the sooner we get back on the road, the sooner I think it's just gonna go mad. Um, honestly, I think as soon as the, the festivals are allowed back on, I think as soon as pub gigs are allowed back on, as soon as venues are allowed to to have over forty people in there, mm-hmm. I think it's just gonna go crazy with the amount of gigs. And I think so many bands are gonna get back together as well. Um, you'd be surprised um, with just how many people will get back together um, because they'll need the money. Um, the royalties are great, but that's not the um, that's not the be all and end all. Yeah, that's probably, yeah. we've been speaking about royalties quite a lot in the channel recently because it is so bad. Like, you literally get absolutely nothing per, screen, per stream, sorry, yeah, and it's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. What you were saying, um, like, of how bands get back together or whatever, people are going to realise all the opportunities they've missed. Like, I mean, I, for example, I turned down going to a Duran Jones and the Indications gig in Manchester. Yeah. And then I started listening to them in lockdown. I thought, bloody hell, these are good. What yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, yeah. yeah, I turned it down. And not, I think a lot of people are going to be like, oh, do you want to go down to uh, this local venue? Liam Ilias playing, for example. I'm like, yeah. Why not? Do you know? Because everyone's missed out on it. For it's getting, well, it's, Exactly. Yeah. I think that's, that's a big picture for me as well, is I'm seeing people every time I see speak someone, it's, I can't wait to come to one of your gigs. I can't yeah. wait to come to one of your gigs. And, I'm like, well, I just can't wait to play one of my gigs. <laughs> um, but I was, um, I managed to go to one gig last year, um, which was quite a strange one. So it was around what, November time. It was two days before we went into the second lockdown. I went to go and see Jamie Webster. I remember. Uh, yeah, and um, we had, um, it was a four again forty capacity venue because he wasn't allowed to do anything, um, and it was, it was mad. And I was speaking to Jamie just after it. I, I went up. We had a conversation about it, and he was saying like, how, how mad the whole thing is at the minute like how i mean i'm not going to throw on like the the feel feel bad for the northwest kind of thing but um we went into that system first um around here and there was people still thriving from it around london way musical theater staying open and stuff and yeah. he was getting kicked off if someone like people like the discourse of kicking off or whatever if like someone got within like a yard of him uh, at the gig and I, I kept thinking to myself well, i was like this isn't how i want to do it and as you were saying there, I was listening to Jamie a lot during the, the last, the first lockdown um, because I, I just got into him and I was like, he's, he's actually good. And then he started releasing single after single after single and he released an album and it was just always content from him. And then I was like, well, I need to go and see him live now. And I managed to get tickets and yeah, it was a, it was a great gig. Um, but I'd just love to see him in like a massive venue, you know, um, if I can get to see him in a big venue or just go to a big venue just to see anyone I don't even care if it's like girls allowed or anything like <laughs> just to go and see it I'm not bothered yeah I had tickets to see Jamie on his April tour which has now unfortunately been postponed to December yeah yeah but um, I mean the sooner gigs open the better I think it's the next two weeks is it where we're going to get announcements for 
when he second, I've been reading it before, 22nd Boris is going to say something about um, how we can get back to some kind of normality. But the way he's going to do it, first of all, is allow us to go to the park and have a picnic with your mates or something. But um, round there, it doesn't mean a picnic. It just means you just go to the park and have a drink. That's all that'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, there'll be barbecues and there'll be drinks and there'll be lovely march. It'll be uh, snowing round there, obviously. Um, <laughs> I want to be sat there just uh, having a, a kind of uh, frosty jacks or something in the at the park. So that's all it'll mean for us round there, honestly. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think I speak on behalf of everyone watching that the sooner venues are from pubs, clubs, the better. And yeah. uh, again, on behalf of everyone, Liam, thank you for getting involved in that cover. The Viola Beach is absolutely terrific, and we're all looking forward to your new single. Yeah, right. And um, hopefully, that Liverpool get a little bit better as well, Paul. I think that's the uh... yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we weren't talking about that. <laughs> no, we, we were speaking about it the other day, wasn't we? It was just uh, I was thinking to myself, I was like, I hope he doesn't ask. I was like, I hope he doesn't speak yeah. about Liverpool at the minute. Yeah. Because, uh... I was, I was going to, but it. It's depressing me at the moment. <laughs> I've been in a good mood right. now. I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> no, no, just enjoy it. Just enjoy the rest of the podcast, but that's it. But no, um, yeah, nice one for having us on. And I'm sure he'll see me all again soon with some of a, uh, some kind of sports people on here as well. So, Yeah, no problem. Well, Liam, again, thank you for coming on. And uh, cheers, everyone, for watching. We'll catch you all there. Yeah, no worries. Cheers, pal. Nice one. Nice one.